When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Paige Demakos and Jamie Eisner from the TDN. That's right, the Draft Network Fantasy Football Podcast. We are going to be giving you all of the best fantasy football and gambling tips throughout this football season, and it is now available for you on thedraftnetwork.com. We are super excited about this partnership, and we hope to add a lot of new listeners. So. Thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely, and go check out our archives. We already have the NFC East Fantasy Preview up right now, in addition to the AFC East one that you're about to listen to. And just keep with us throughout the entire offseason and the regular season. We're going to have multiple podcasts every single week from now through the Super Bowl. Alright, we are previewing the AFC East Hopefully you guys listened to our NFC East preview. If you haven't, please go back and listen to that one. Uh, As we sat and assessed looking at these divisions, we had a lot more excitement about the NFC East than we do about the AFC East. It seems to be a a common theme for the New England Patriots that they somehow always get get lucky. I don't know why the rest of their division just can't get it together. Always sucks. Yeah. 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 It always sucks. Uh, And that drips into the fantasy world. Uh, with that great inspiration. For Speaking this division, of sucks, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, let's, let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's just talk about. Let's just get right into it. We're going to kick things off with the Buffalo Bills um, and talk about the quarterback position with Josh Allen. Yeah, so I think I need to bring the rest of the fantasy world back to reality on Josh Allen. Uh, the love is just crazy to me. It's funny because looking at the difference between like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, everybody's down on Lamar Jackson, which I think is fair. Uh, but everybody loves Josh Allen, and they're the same player for fantasy purposes. They're the exact same player. He's my QB 20, again, so in, in a single quarterback league, not somebody I'm messing with, probably not even somebody I'm drafting as my number two. I don't think there's this tremendous upside here. They throw 15 times a game. I know he runs the ball a lot, but I can't imagine he's going to run more than he did last year. And as much as he ran last year, he was still outside the top 20 of quarterbacks in points per game. It just To me, it's uh, he is a bi-week backup option at best, you hope you get one of his really good weeks where he's running all over the place. And if you don't, he's going to sink your fantasy week. He's, to me, just not somebody I'm – We can drafting. say that about their entire offense. Yeah. To me, there's there's nobody on this offense worth drafting, worth having on your team. The running back room's convoluted. Too many shared carries. There's no receiver worth taking other than Zay Jones, and he's a flex option at best in a weird situation. Their defense is probably worth playing, but probably not till November. There's not a lot to like here. I think they're going to be a decent team, actually. I really do. I think they're going to be – I like Sean McDermott. I I, I do. I think they're going to be a lot of games because I think they're going to play really good defense. But there's not a lot to like here. So this is my number to know, 6.3%. Allen had a 52.7 completion percentage last year, but 6.3% of his total attempts were dropped. That was the fourth highest percentage of any starting quarterback – Players who dropped seven of those 20 passes are no longer on the team. Zay Jones and Robert Foster, Allen's top two returning wide receivers from 2018, at three and one, so you guys know. Um, I think Allen could be okay. From a playing standpoint, I think he probably takes a decent step forward. 
I really do. Through an off season, maturing, growing up, he was young. He played against bad competition in, in college. But I, I mean, from a fantasy point of view, that's, that's enough said. We we talk about the additions here, right? Yeah. So they add Frank Gore, TJ Yeldon, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Tyler Croft. They lose Chris Ivory and Charles Clay. Um, is there anybody there that you're excited about? Because John Brown's kind of excited. Been- no. Um, Value. I mean, they're not. So, what do you? Any any upside here? So I'm, I'm digging. I'm looking at the running back situation for a second, and some, we're going to get some clarity at least a little bit as you get closer to the season because yes. I don't think all four of those running backs, McCoy, Singletary, uh, Yeldon, and Gord, I don't think they'll all be on the roster when Cup Day is over. So, but if you're drafting right now, you kind of have to try to figure out what's going on. I have McCoy as my running back forty. Um, because he, to me, I still think he has some potential. And even if he gets cut, I think that might be the best case scenario for him is to get cut and go somewhere else and get some more touches. Yeah. Uh, I, I would take him in round eight or nine. Like that's kind of where he's going right now. He doesn't have that RB two upside anymore, but he does have. There are weeks where I think he could get into flex territory, especially when bye weeks are happening. Devin Singletary is the guy you want long term, but I don't know how much playing time he's going to get this year. He's the rookie. I don't want anything to do with the other two running backs. A wide receiver, eh. I mean, I have John Brown, 69th wide receiver. Uh, I would take him around 14. I think maybe he gets a couple deep balls a game that he can run under. I'm too worried, Robert about, I'm too worried about the cold and him fading. He was good for weeks one through seven last yeah. year, and then yeah. he's not going to be good for 16 weeks. His body can't handle it. And yeah. I think that cold weather up there is going to beat him up. Yeah. Singletary, to me, is the only guy that has potential to be a three-down back. If they do get rid of McCoy, I think Singletary could slip in there and be the guy that's getting – some decent catches, some decent yeah. touches, and could surprise you. Maybe somebody you want to take late. Kind of like we took Royce Freeman last yeah. year, kind of like waiting to see, okay, we'll take him late, and I think he'll become the guy. Maybe yeah. we want to play him. Didn't really pan out for us because the other guy went freaking nuts. Um, that's that's about it, but it's risky. Yeah, it's risky. Again, like Robert Foster, Robert Seaver, 72. I mean, these guys are just – I me, don't think Cole Beasley has any – No, I, I don't either. To me, I, I would rather go upside. So Singletary is one of the ones that you say, okay, I might you know grab him around. 13, 14, 15 is the yeah. upside play. I'm not grabbing John Brown or Robert Foster, even though they were in my top 75, barely, because I'm just going to take a chance on somebody else that has higher upside. Like, What is John Brown and Robert Foster's best case scenario? Yeah. That's, just, to me, I'm going to take a risk on a, on a younger guy. There's not much to like here yeah. in Buffalo. How about their defense, though? Uh, I, I think they're going to play a really good defense. I right? think they're a better real-life defense than fantasy. Yeah, okay. uh, exactly. They're 17th for me, so I think that they're right in the middle of the pack. They're going to be weeks where you want to play them. They're 24th in strength of schedule. But they always kind of finish like around that number 20 spot. They finish yeah. 20th, 14th, 19th, Because their offense always sucks. And if their offense turns over, they're yeah. not there too much. Yeah. Uh, to me, when they play – when I mean, when they, they're going to play Miami twice, you're going to want to play them – Maybe that home Jets game, I think you're going to want to play them. So they're going to be six or seven matchups in the year. You're like, they might be the best uh, defense out there on the waiver wire, but they're not someone you're drafting. Like, you're yeah. not playing I mean, them I, right put, I put them on my team for the fantasy playoff last year. Yeah, yeah. as did I. Because they're, they're, I didn't play them, but they sat there. I mean, they're, they're strength to schedule who they were playing matchup. I don't, and I don't, you brought I don't, it up. Or it's, it's worth noting that when we get into that later part of the fantasy season when the weather is really cold in Buffalo, those yeah. are those opportunities yeah. where teams go into Buffalo and they can't do anything. Or so like that ice bowl game from two years ago where it was saying, snowing. Like, those are, the, those yeah. are the scenarios where you play the matchups. You look at the weather in late no, your early November even. But there's no really point in talking about it in June. No. no. no pick, pick them up off the waiver wire in October. They're not yeah. somebody that you're going to be Don't drafting. talk about it until Halloween. No. Pretty much. That's, and that's a guy that played in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> that already sucks in, in Halloween, but it's not going to affect the other team. That's, that a very, that's a very good point. 
All right, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. New coaching staff, new quarterback scenario. That's probably the biggest part of this offseason. The number to know here, 289.9. Miami was number 31 in yards per game in 2018, 289.9. Only ahead of one team, Arizona. It's hard to imagine things are going to get much better for the Dolphins since the quarterback that they brought in was the quarterback of the team that fell behind them from last season. Now, there's also been conversation thus far that Ryan Fitzpatrick has been dramatically better in the small period of time that he's been in Miami than Josh Rosen so far. Either way, I'm not touching either one of those no. guys. I know I know Fitzmagic had his fun, guys, but this team – Tampa's offense had a lot of weapons. Had a yeah, lot of this weapons. This team has none. They, yeah, it's, it's a different it, – Feel free to jump in, guys, if you think there's any other reason to have either one of these quarterbacks, but no. I'm not touching No, either. the reality is Miami at some point is going to have to go to Rosen, whether it's week one or week two. you got to see what you got. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, for the – When they're one and seven and yeah. week nine. Because you have to see. You have to see what you have in him and decide whether you actually – I mean, they're taking for Tua. But, like, you got you got to see at some point. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not the long-term answer for Miami. No. But, no, you don't want either one of these quarterbacks. I literally take every other starting quarterback in the league over anybody in Miami. Yeah. I agree. Done. I pretty uh, much do that with anybody on the offense other than maybe Kenyon Drake, who's worth talking about. I was going to say, so let's talk about the running back room. Do you guys like anything here? He's my RB25. Okay. Um, I, he survived Adam Gase's hatred yeah. uh, and came out the other side here. Uh, again, I don't think he's. I don't think he has RB1 upside, but he's somebody that could be a low-end RB2. I have him just outside of that right now. Even last year, he finishes a number 25 running back in points per game. I think he's a little bit undervalued. I, have, I would take him in the top 50. In round four. He's going in round six right now. I, I just think he's a good player. I'd probably hope he fell to six. But, yeah, yeah I mean, he's a really good flex option. Mm-hmm. Very explosive player. He's too small to be a three-down back. So yes. I don't think he's going to get that many touches. But he could take it to the house, as he proved last year, at any given point. Really good catching out of the backfield. Great PPR option. That's about it. Do we like uh, anything in the wide receiver room here? I think I will. Uh, to me, I'm going to take a chance here. Of I have these guys close together. but be great. Albert yeah. Wilson. I'm going to take my shot here on Albert Wall. Again, he's wide receiver 54 for me. Again, let's keep yeah, this relevant. Well, come up with a shocking, sneaky yeah. one that I go, ooh, I really like I that. I like Albert Wilson. I actually like that. He, he's competing with Kenny Stills right now for the slot. Albert Wilson is a sneaky, productive player. He was good last year before he got hurt. He was number He was 20- really good in Kansas City. Yeah. For that. Number 24 in points per game when he played last year. He was number 46 in Kansas City the year before. I think he's a player with some upside, especially if he plays in the slot. As a guy you can get in – right now he's going in round 13. And there is your Jamie Nugget of the yeah, week. Yeah, this is my Chris Godwin from last yeah, year. Yes. You're all uh, welcome. I, I like Albert Wilson a lot. If he loses that, if for whatever reason, Kenny Stills gets the slot job, I think he's in that same spot at wide receiver 57 to me. Kenny Stills is a guy that you hold on your bench and you play him only when you have to. Uh, Devontae Parker. You're not going to take Parker in the fourth round? Come on. No. Uh, he's, he's the least. He's wide receiver 65 for me. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think they're one, technically. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, Albert Wilson, I, I would take a flyer on him. In the, in the double-digit round. I'm not touching the Miami Dolphins with anything. Yeah. I, I'm, Period. Yeah. And don't tell me their defense or head coach is no, a defensive guy. Not, he comes from England or not. No, no. Not touching anything. Uh, how about the tight end position? They bring in Dwayne Allen? So, like that. no, because, I mean, Jusecki's going to be their guy. I, I know everyone's talking about O'Shea coming in as the offensive coordinator, and he was a tight ends coach, and he was a tight end, and I just – I just – it doesn't a, do anything for It me. doesn't do anything for me. He's in that other mix of, like, everybody from 12 to 30 of maybe they have a week or two here or there. I just I'm, – I'm not – I love Dwayne Allen as a player. Yeah. But not a fantasy And, and Dwayne Allen's going to block more yeah, often Yeah, 
could be good. There's a lot to prove. Who's throwing it to him, and can they run it? I, I don't, I'm not it, touching anything. Again, it's somebody you – maybe you look at on your waiver wire at some point to see how they do the first few weeks of the season, but I don't have high hopes. Just because he was drafted high a year ago doesn't mean that I have to care about him. Yeah, I think it's the worst thing <laughs> in <the> football. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, take it for Tua. That's, yes. That should be the name of this podcast. Uh, any other thoughts on Miami? Uh, Before we move on. Nice city. Yeah, okay. Moving on. the football team, no. Moving on to the New England Patriots. Oh, by the way, don't overvalue Kalen Balazs. Kalen Balazs is – the idea of Kalen Balazs is better than the player of Kalen Balazs, by the way. Yeah. So I feel like there's all this love. Like, I don't even think he'd be an RB2 if Drake got hurt. No. He's a flex play at best there. We'll move on to the New England Patriots, the number to know here, 1.1. Tom Brady averaged 1.1 more yards per attempt in games Rob Gonkowski played – then did it since Gronk entered the league in 2010. Brady's eight yards per attempt in games Gronk played would be the best mark since the merger among the 189 passers with at least a thousand attempts. Now there's more statistics. I had about 12 statistics yeah, about Tom Brady that I could have brought out with you that prove that not having Gronkowski has a huge impact on Tom Brady's overall value. And I know the what I wanted to talk. We'll kick things off with. I saw where he ended up last year, yeah. and I almost I, I was like, we were right because going into last year, we were we we were one of the people that were like, okay, Tom's going to take a step back. The team still they still yeah. won a Super Again, Bowl from a fantasy perspective. Yes, yes, they still won yeah. a Super Bowl, but Tom didn't do anything in the Super Bowl. Like, so, the, like he did a hell of a lot in Kansas City. And yes, yes, he did. yes, but this team is going to look Tom Brady fantasy wise without Gronkowski is a is a significantly different. Player. So this is the one team I think that's going to piss more people off than any other team we're going to cover. They always do it. No, but I mean from my perspective on how my take, because okay. I have a lot of thoughts on the okay. Patriots, Let's because I think a lot of them are overrated right now for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Tom Brady is my QB 18. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Woo! So everybody can yell at me. Another nugget uh, of the week. Behind Dak Prescott and just above Lamar Jackson. Where did he end up last year? 16th in points per game. Thank you. I work on points per game because I hate the scenario where somebody sits out week 17 and we then pretend like Jordan Howard's a top 20 running back and he actually yeah. wasn't. So I go points per game because I think that evens everything but just, out there. Just so you know, that means the average team in fantasy football, he was not a top no, tier quarterback No, he was a bench option. Correct. He's QB 18 for me. Um, he's going right now in round 10. I would take him in round 13. I just don't think there's a ton of upside there anymore. I, he has a high floor. Like he's not, he's not going to finish outside the top 20 quarterbacks, but he's also I don't think he's going to finish inside the top 7 or 8 either at this point. Uh, he's QB 18 for me. He's somebody that I would, I would if I take like let's say a, a more risky player and I want I want to I want to kind of ha- not handcuff a quarterback, but I want to take a second quarterback. If I'm taking let's say a Carson Wentz or I'm taking a Jared Goff or I, I'm taking a Baker Mayfield or something, I'm like I want to have another option just in case. Brady is the perfect guy to be that number two quarterback, but I I do not want to go into the year with Tom Brady as my number one quarterback. Jake, Tom I agree. Thoughts? Agree wholeheartedly. It doesn't go through Tom Brady anymore. No. It goes through Sonny Michelle and the running game, and that one's going to piss you off eventually too. And they're breaking, yeah. they're breaking in a brand-new wide receiver one, and Nikhil Harry, what's supposed to be, Edelman still, of course, number one. There's no Gronk, period. They never won a Super Bowl without him. It's a different team without him. Yeah. And they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do, and we're going to find out how good Josh McDaniels is. Yes, yeah, we are. we are going to find out how good Josh McDaniels is. Now, let's talk about that running back yes. room. Yes, so if I didn't Mike, piss you off with Tom Brady, yeah, this is gonna piss get ready for Sony Michelle. Let's go. RB26, I am really down on Sony Michelle this year. I have him after Kenyon Drake and just above Tariq Cohen. Um He's average ADP right now is 37. I have him number 52 overall. I have a lot of concerns about him. Um, I, his, his health issues haven't gone away. Uh, I also don't think we're completely gone from the Patriots' backfield being a complete nightmare like it always has been. 
Um, Rex Burkhead is back and is going to get touches. They took Damian Harris, which is basically Sony Michelle light. Or maybe even not even light. I mean, he might, we just, might be Sony Michelle and catch more passes. That, that, that's in that backfield. So I have a lot of concerns about Michelle getting the same sort of workload that we saw in the postseason and we saw late last season. To me, he's more of a flex play than a, than a running back too. Uh, James White, everyone continues to sleep on him. Uh, he's my RB23, finishes a number 10 running back in, in half PPR formats last year, points per game. He's probably going to be right there in that RB2 category again. I think he has the most safe opportunity because he plays a different role than everybody else on the team. And if you want to take a shot on Damian Harris and your last round pick, by all means. I think you better hand, handcuff Sonny Michelle with yeah. Damian Harris. They're the same guy. They have no problem plugging and playing running back rookies. That Look at Sonny Michelle last year. Yeah. Rex Burkhead. Was that weird guy? Yeah, that always and he's still going to get like four eight. touches a game somehow. And he's going to get a touchdown yeah. steal from some one of these guys. White is the only guy you're wanting to mess with to me that's going to be pretty solid because he's going to get six or seven targets a game. He's going to catch five or six, and he can always take one of the houses that still can fly. So right now, White's ADP is round six, 67. I would take him number 46 in yeah. half PPR and PPR formats. I yeah. think he's going to keep sleeping on him. He, uh, where's Brady going to go with the ball? He's going to go with the ball to two guys. You know what's going to happen. He's going to James Wayne. He's going to Julian Edelman. Yeah, Don't get cute. Yeah, no. The Patriots don't get cute ever. No. So I don't Those know are why. your two solid guys, yeah. Edelman and White. So where, speaking of uh, Julian Edelman, where do you have Julian Edelman? I have him wide receiver 14 for me, which is a little bit higher than most. I have him just behind Stephon Diggs and just above Amari Cooper. Uh, to me, he's I would take him in the third round, 31st overall. He's going in round four, 44 right now. I don't understand what, what people are, are upset about. So when he's played, he was four years ago, he was the number seven wide receiver in fantasy points per game, then number 16, then he missed – most of the year, and then he went 17th last year when he came back from the suspension. He is a wide receiver, too, when he plays always. Yeah. And his workload is safe. I don't see any reason why I would shy away from him. Not only that, but you now have, obviously, what was Tom Brady's consistent passing guy that he went to, and Rob Gronkowski, not there. Who is his consistent guy now that's been there, done that? He Edelman and White. It's Those really are the two guys. Correct. It's Those really are the only two guys that have it to separate. Yeah. Edelman and White. You yes. can't cover him in an option route. You can't cover him when they're in the slot going in and out. Edelman's still super solid, catches everything. And him and Brady have chemistry as a leader on this team. I'll move on to the next guy and let Jamie talk about Super Bowl Nikhil, MVP, by the way. Yes, Nikhil Harry, their number one pick. Yeah. Love the player in college. He's a young-ish Larry Fitzgerald type, but he can't separate. No, His entire thing in college was he went up and made these Larry Fitzgerald type catches. So everybody loves him. Big freak, big pretty athlete. Yep. He's going to get man-to-man the best corner on the other team. He's not going to be able to separate, and he doesn't know the nuances of the NFL yet. And if he doesn't, Brady ain't throwing it to him, and he might not even get on the field. Yeah, no. I'm not touching Mitchell No, Harris. he's outside my top 50 wide receivers. He's wide receiver 51 for me. I mean, I would take him in you know, in a double-digit round off the bench to say to see, but somebody else is going to get excited to take him. I, I just don't see how this is going to be a successful season for him. He can't, like said, Jake said, he can't separate. I know he's good at 50-50 balls, but Brady doesn't throw 50-50 balls to Nikhil Harry. He threw him to Gronk. If he learns to be Alshon Jeffrey, run a comeback, and they throw back shoulders, yeah, that's something you got to have a ton of chemistry with. I don't know if it's you're, not there I don't know, not yeah, you're not getting that OTAs in training camp. If he learns to use his body and doesn't go out, but you're talking about a number one receiver. Yeah. It's 6'3", 220, yeah. big, but he can't separate. He hasn't learned no. how to do it yet. Watch plenty of them here. Like, he's a hometown kid. Like, watched him at ASU. Like, I love him. He's an yeah. absolute freak. He makes all these yeah. crazy. But when you talk about breaking the guy down and how you're going to defend the Patriots, you're stacking the box against the run. Edelman, yeah. you're not – you're probably doubling Edelman. Maybe, you're, but it's tough to double inside on well, him. You're, you're yeah. just going to leave a safety back. You're yeah. really doubling. You're going to have a – you're going to play zone with a linebacker in the middle. And 
And, and in that case, too, there are a lot of corners that don't move inside. So Nikhil Harry could see a lot of number one corners. I think he's going to see the number one corner every week. They're going to take that outside option away from Brady, and then when you got Dorsett on the other side. And that's the only other player that, again, if you want to take a real flyer, Philip Dorsett. If you really want to take a flyer, I I would take a chance at Philip Dorsett in the last round than than Nikhil Harry in round nine or ten, or eight or nine where he's going. I agree with that. How about the the tight end position? Because they add two guys to this tight end room. Well, Jenkins got cut already. Um, Ben Watson's going to be suspended for four games. To me, that's a wait and see. I'm not going to roster Ben Watson for four weeks and just kill a bench spot for him. Um, Pick him up in week four on the on the waiver. Yeah, maybe see if if he's an option there. He's going to get four or five targets a game. I think he's probably pretty solid after that, but – that's really about it. Like I don't You're not doing what you did with Edelman last year. You're drafting him in no, the seventh not, or eighth. Yeah. I was praying Edelman was still there in the seventh or eighth, and I was just going to – or ninth round, I was going to you know, put him on the bench. Yeah, you're and not that, drafting him. That but yeah, you're not. Want to take a shot his first week back and see what happens, then sure. But I, I'm just – he's not He's wrong. a super pro that's going to be ready to play in yeah. the offense. So when he comes in, he's going to be a plug-and-play guy. Yeah. He'll be their, their tight end one, but he's not going to be ground. No, I don't think he's going to be a big red zone threat either, like at that point. So to me, maybe – at that point, you're looking at – you know, weeks where he's getting four catches. This offense yards. is going to be really interesting. I, I got big, big question marks of what they're going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, what I will never have question marks about is that defense because Bill Belichick's still coaching that team. So from a defensive perspective, when you look at this team and evaluate them from a fantasy perspective only, where do you think they Matchup dependent. Yeah, they're num- my number 11 team for That's me uh, on defense. So they're a team I'm, I'm grabbing a lot at the very, very end of drafts. They have, they have the second easiest schedule in the league. They play that division six games. Uh, and the last four years, but here's the thing. They run the ball well, and they play bad teams, and they get up that actually it helps their defense a lot. Like the last four years, they finished 11th, 6th, 13th, and 7th among fantasy yeah. defenses. Like they, they outperform – their fantasy defenses outperforms their real-life defense because of what they do on offense and because of the teams they play. Conser- so conservative, safe play yes. week yeah. in and week out for the most part. If you're not trying to hit a home run with your defense – yeah, somebody like Jamie said, grab it at the end of the draft. Yeah. Who out schemes the other team better than anybody? Belichick. Yeah. I mean, they're ne- you don't see them get their doors blown off very often at all. It's a no, very you're not playing against thing. Kansas City or anything, but right. you no. can play them against most of their matchups, and you're going to get a top twelve defense. Well, most weeks. let's look at their matchups from a defensive perspective. This division that we've just been clowning on so far—six times—that's six times that they're playing in this division where. You're looking at the quarterbacks and you're going, yeah, good opportunity for the defense to play this team. Like that's that's a large part of it. When you win the Super Bowl and you have what the second easiest schedule, yeah. that's a joke. Yeah, that's literally a joke that 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 can happen. But that's what happens when you play in this division. Um, any other thoughts here on the New England Patriots before we move on to the New York Jets? Guskowski's worth looking at. Yeah, he's my draft guy. I mean, Guskowski, Zerline. Yep, kickers are people too. They get points and they win games, they and that's do. one that kicks a lot of field goals. Yeah, he does, and and it's very and might kick more now. Yeah, I mean you don't have you you've yeah. lost some red zone threats on that team, so I, I, that actually might be a little bit and higher. Early in the year, he's money from fifty five in, so yeah. he had a really strong leg. So, uh, all right, the number to know here: we're moving on to the New York Jets. Obviously, the big off season change here. Adam Gase is moving in the division to coach this team. Uh, becomes the GM for like two weeks. They hire a new GM. <laughs> this team has been all over the map. Um, this offseason, they've been a very interesting team to watch. Their number to know is 929. Gase's Dolphins, Dolphins averaged 929 offensive plays per year in his three seasons there. That's a number that could hurt just about everyone's value if he follows him to New York. Um, no coach hurts their players from a fantasy value more than Adam Gase. Yes. It's, it's, it is something that has been a continuation from his time 
in Chicago, his time here. It, it's since he left Peyton Manning. Since he, correct. Since That's he left Peyton Manning. Let's be realistic. Yeah, Peyton Manning left him. Yeah, correct. Correct. Because, correct. You yeah. got credit, you happened to get the title to coach him. He's yeah. still coaching off of a lot of that. Yes. Uh, let's just be quite honest. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, coming back for his second season, was the tale of two quarterbacks. The home, home road, the home away stuff was a real thing. It's something that we've talked about about Big Ben in years prior, but this was like Big Ben on steroids with the difference, right? I yeah. mean, it was, it was so dramatic and so terrible, um, with the exception of that first game of the year, where, where he played really well. Yeah, except for the first throw. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, except the first, the first throw. of the season of the pick first, six. And then, first throw of the season, yeah. but then had a really good game on the road, but then we never saw that guy again. Yeah, so obviously I expect in real life to take a step forward this year. We'll see how much Adam Gase holds him back on that, on that front. He's QB 26 for me in fantasy. Uh, I just don't think there's a lot of value there. You're not going to feel comfortable starting on the road. He's way too turnover prone, and he always has been. He wasn't USC. Uh, just move on. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Jake, any thoughts? I think the real player is going to take a big step forward. The defense mm-hmm. is going to be really good. Yeah. He has a bona fide star running back that's going to take some pressure off of him. I think the, the real player is going to move yeah. up. Fantasy, yeah, no. Fantasy-wise, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. But the real player is going to, going to take a big step forward. All right, let's talk about the exciting part of this team. Let's Jameson talk about Crowder. Oh, uh, well, the other guy, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is playing football this season. So you can actually draft him this year. Uh, sorry to all of your teams. <laughs> yeah, sorry the people the- that listen, that drafted him last year, RIP your fantasy. Also, as, an, as a yearly reminder from your friends, Paige, Jake, and myself, uh, don't draft two months before the season. Yes, please, please stop. We, we have, we keep, I'm just going to keep reminding people, like, post preseason game three. Like, if it's your drafting before that, it's your own fault. Yes. I don't feel bad for you. There's no reason to draft that early. You, you, you don't know what's going on until after that period of time. So with Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Bell, this is the line for me in the first round. Okay. So to me, uh, he is my running back six right behind Melvin Gordon. This is the part in the first round where I'm taking a wide receiver before I take Le'Veon Bell. I have three receivers ranked above Bell. Um, that's why I talk about the, the importance of being in the top five, getting one of the Saquon, Elliott, McCaffrey, uh, Kamara, Gordon. And then I think at this point I go wide receiver before I circle back around to get to Le'Veon Bell toward the end of the first round. Um, he's my running back six, number 10 overall. Look, there's a lot of risk here. Um, there's a lot of risk in that he, he, has a, he didn't play last year, and you worry about soft tissue injuries on coming back. You worry about Adam Gates' run offense versus the Steelers' run offense. There, there's, some, there's some risk there. There's also a ton of volume that he should get if he's on the field. Um, I, I, I have him just above David Johnson in my rankings. A lot of people are flip-flopped on that. I can understand it. If you're, if you're risk-averse, go with David Johnson here. But to me, I just the overall volume, and again, the last three years when he played, number four, number one, number two, running back in fantasy, he has that kind of upside. But it does not come without a lot of risk. And again, a lot of reason why I talk about why it's so important picking the top five this year is because you don't want to have to deal with this risk if you're picking ninth, tenth, or eleventh in the draft. They're paying a lot of money to have a lot of volume. But he ain't playing behind the offensive line he had in Pittsburgh. He ain't playing with Big Ben. I'm worried about the effort. You're talking about a guy that just got paid a lot of guaranteed money. Yes, he did. Sat out a year. I think he's a locker room killer. And I think you could see him start tanking it in games that they're not in or when they play the Patriots, and they're going to load everything to stop him. They're playing Buffalo twice. McDermott's defense has stopped the run. They're going to be out of They were really good against the run last year. I'm worried about that. Instead of David Johnson, who's going to get a bunch of trash yards because they're going to be down and they're going to be trying to come back with an exciting quarterback, 
and there's going to be a lot of dump-offs like Saquon's going to get, I think you could get the opposite from Le'Veon Bell. I think somebody else might be in the game yeah. late in some of these games. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not picking six – I hope seventh, eighth, ninth yeah. in any of these because it's – it's that one, I don't know that I'm going to touch him in the first it's a bad, I, I think I'd rather go David Johnson and just live with what I got. So yeah. even if let's say – like that's where I talk about those weird spots. Let's say those top – Five running backs off the board, the top three receivers, which for me are, are in no particular order, Julio Hopkins and um, Devontae Adams. Then you kind of – maybe let's say you take David Johnson next. Then you're kind of stuck in this run where you have Le'Veon Bell. You've got Todd Gurley. You've got like – like, do you want to go no, with those guys? Do you, do you take a little bit of reach, reach for Joe Mixon? Do you reach for Dalvin Cole? Like you're in a bad spot at that end of the draft. I'm tell you, you don't where want to be. I, I will tell you right now because I've started, I've started doing my running back. That's, that's where I started. I will feel more comfortable with Joe Mixon than I will feel I will with Tom Gurley. All yeah. over Dalvin Cook yeah. at that point. Yeah. That's the, my biggest comeback yeah. guy of the yeah. year yeah. is going to be Dalvin Cook. Yeah. They're going to be good. And I will draft Joe Mixon before I draft Le'Veon Bell. So that's where all that stuff gets really interesting. Yeah. But So to me, if you take Le'Veon Bell, I think you have to semi-handcuff him. Because yes. he, I think there's a lot of chance he misses some time here and there with soft tissue injuries. Well, he always Whether he actually time. has them or not. Yes. yes. So to me, and, and I know a lot of people right now think that's Ty Montgomery or they think that's Eli McGuire. I'm going to throw another name at you that if you haven't been kind of, this was, was kind of swept under the rug. We all thought he was retired and not playing football anymore. Bilal Powell is back. He's yeah. healthy and he signed with the Jets. He's been very effective when he's gotten the ball. And I think if you're talking about a guy that could, get, that could actually get legitimate carries if Le'Veon Bell is out, I think Bilal Powell is that guy. I don't think it's Eli McGuire and I don't think it's Ty Montgomery. Who I don't want to give 15 touches between the tackles to either one of those two. No. I like that. I agree with that. And Bilal Powell's a, a bona fide pro that can pass block that I say you can see it in the end of games when Le'Veon's limping or yeah. And I, I just I don't know. Right now he's going completely undrafted. And here is the last four years among running backs in points per game. Bilal Powell, 23rd, 32nd, 27th, 41st. Yeah. For a guy that's going completely undrafted and it's going to, a running back that has an injury and suspension history that just missed the full season. Uh, to me, yeah. that's a great value with the last pick. If I take Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to make a point to take Bilal Powell. How about this wide receiver room? Uh, it, there's some interesting – like I think Robbie Anderson, he's my wide receiver 33. Like I, He's a, a flex play at best. He's going 78th overall. I have him number 76. I just think that's where he is. I think he's a wide receiver three territory guy. I don't think there's a ton of upside there. He's going to have some boomer bust weeks. That's that's all he's got there. I like Jamison Crowder a little bit more than where he's going. I would take a chance on him in the double-digit rounds. He's my wide receiver 56. He's been an effective player. He's going to play in the slot most likely. Uh, I'm avoiding Quincy Noon while I like to play. I just don't think there's any value there. God, he was good at times last I know, year. But that but one scares me. I agree with you on Crowder. I think I might stretch a round or two on Crowder because I think he's going to get some targets in the slot. Uh, Robbie Anderson's solid, but it's hit or miss. I, th- this offense has a chance to be okay, and I think this defense has a chance to be really good at times. They're going to be boom or bust. So this offense is going to get an extra possession or two a game because there's going to be a bunch of three and outs in this defense. I don't know what that equates to in a fantasy thing to make me feel like there's not better options than, yeah. all, these, than all these guys, right? Any other parting thoughts here? You like you started to talk a little bit about their defense. You guys like their defense It might all? be the best defense in football up the middle. Yeah, well, like, Williams, Williams, Mosley, Adams. Yeah, yeah. So you ain't getting any better than that. The Matthew problem is Blake, they don't yeah. they don't go all the way to the outside. No, them, right? and, and again they have to play the Patriots twice. And their matchup play, they're my number twenty defense. That's where they finished last year as well. Matchups here and there. I'm one other game. I'm low on Chris Herndon. Uh, he's my tight end nineteen. 
I see he's going in like the top 150 in drafts. I don't get it. Like even last year, which I think was the absolute best case scenario for him, he was number 17 in points per game. Like I just I don't yeah, think they there's just that added much a lot of other weapons. That yeah, get touches. I don't. Crowder's going to get more touches in the, in the middle of the field. Le'Veon Bell's going to get a lot of touches. I just I don't see where the upside for Chris Herndon is. I I, I would pass on him even in that mix of. The I like their defense a little bit more than you because I like Greg Williams who's going to blitz like crazy. And you don't if you're blitzing off the edge when you have those guys up the middle. I think they're going to have a lot of turnover. So you're going to – it's a matchup thing. You're not drafting them. But yeah. you yeah. might want to grab them in certain weeks and go, okay, I'm going to risk it. But I think the defense could be pretty solid if they can run it well. If they can't run it very well, the defense will be out there too much. All right, parting thoughts on the division here. Well, this division sucks. So the Patriots are <laughs> going to win another AFC East, and they're going to get another bye, and we'll see what and happens. they might do it at 10-6. and six. Yeah. I don't see them getting a bye. But I think they'll win the division at 10-6. and six. I think the Patriots continue to be really solid, but they continue to, to slide down away from where they were. Yeah, it's and, and we'll talk about that on our, on our next show, but it's so weird because it's tough to get a good gauge for where the Patriots are talent level-wise because their win totals don't match their talent level, and they haven't for a number of years. Yeah, it's 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 the Patriots. Because Belichick is the freaking man. Yes, Belichick is awesome, and their division is bad, and those it's are the, both factors in it. The Patriot way. Uh, how can everybody follow you guys on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. Jake B. Arians on Twitter. And you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.